0: Welcome to Troll Black TV's weekly podcast where we feature the world's most extreme athletes. This week, we're proud to introduce Pete Whitaker, who just etched his name in the history books by being the first person to rope solo entirely free the 37-pitch route on El Cap known as Freerider in an astonishing 20 hours and 6 minutes. Next to Lynn Hill's earth-shattering free ascent to the nose in a day, which stood unrepeated for over a decade, Pete Whitaker's rope solo free ascent of Freewater deserves the same recognition, making me wonder if anyone is capable of repeating or beating his feet, what Pete plans on doing next for an encore, and whether he has any desires to free solo the route without a rope. Without further ado, let me introduce Pete to our show.
1: Well, first of all, major kudos, man, on your solo. Holy shit. That is just like... Oh, yeah, cheers. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely amazing, man. I mean, like, Freerider has been on so many people's radars. I've talked to Alex Hummel about this, uh, you know, and we'll get into that later. But, you know, I look back on what you've done and, you know, you on Free Freerider, what, back in uh, 2014? Yeah, uh, well and um, flashed it, so I had, like, knowledge of, of, um, of, like, pitches and beach and stuff. Yes. Yeah, still, I mean, yeah. to walk up, it, to walk up to it, I don't care how much information anyone gets, to still do it, um, that is impressive, man, seriously, that took you, th- you guys did that over the course of, what, three days? Uh, I think it's days. Four I think days? Four days? I think we topped out. I think we topped out on fourth day. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. So was, yeah, I well, think we were meant that. Yeah, we were meant we were meant to do it in three, and then um, it got dark on us on the last night, and um, yeah, just didn't like want to risk sort of like missing a foothold in the dark or something. So we just like slept a couple of pitches below the top, and then topped out the next morning. I think you I know mean, how that's how it worked. Yeah, I think that was on day four. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and to think about it, uh, you then go back later and climb most of the route in the, in the dark with headlamps. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, was the seed planted back then to do what you did um, uh, a rough solo? No, no, no. Uh, no, definitely not. Um, so you hadn't I even mean, thought about back then after you did that? No, 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 not at all. No, no. Um, I mean, after, after that trip that I went on with Tom um, in 2014, and we did, I think we did three routes on El Cap that year, like three free routes. Um, I think after that trip, I was like, I just wanted to go and try some, like a, a more difficult, like free route on El Cap, because mm-hmm. um, I, I felt like sort of when I got to the top of those ones that, you know, the although they were a challenge i felt like i could have um you know i sort of had had more to give or more effort to put in or could you know could have climbed harder um, and that, that that first trip was more just like a learning curve you know um because I'd, I'd never done any big walling before so i didn't really know how to do <laughs> or haul, i know or i saw the videos really it's just a <laughs> terrible man no no hva's no Anything. Anyway, <laughs> Daisy games. Yeah. Just, just just your shoes against the wall. Oh my god. I've actually you know, I've had that happen to me before too, where um I either misplaced the my um and I didn't know where the hell they were and I had to do that. That is the most difficult. Oh my god. That is so much work to get yeah, up just, without. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just annoying, isn't it? Just like these. <laughs> All these l- little things that go, <laughs> that don't go right. <laughs> but yeah, all, you, you kind of like iron them out when they go wrong, don't you? Because you, <laughs> you don't, want, you don't, you don't want, you don't want to keep going wrong. <laughs> no, and it really screws you the head too. I mean, like, fuck! What the hell else is gonna go wrong here? And then all of a sudden, your ropes get all tangled up. Like I've seen pictures of you. And you're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah at at yeah. what point did free rider become an obsession for you? At uh, what, um, um, I guess, I guess that, that first trip that I went on with Tom, we were keen uh, to, you know, just try and do it first go. So, I mean, I, get, I guess there was like a little bit of a, um, it, it wasn't an obsession, but a little bit of a, a sort of, um, like inkling with the root or, or, or whatever, I can't think of the word. Um, yeah, something something about the route on that first trip, um, and then um, after the second trip to 70, I, I went I went the year after in 2015. After that second trip, that's when I I kind of got psyched to, to do the whole the whole rope solo um, shenanigans. So, so did you get on the route again at that time? Yeah, so not not in 20 in 2015 I didn't. Um, but then 2016, 2016, the year that I, um, I wrote soloed, uh, I went on it like a couple of weeks before with another friend and we mm-hmm. just went over the pitches again. I, I just climbed the route again. Um, and just, yeah, just like went, went over the pitches again and just like refreshed it in, in my mind. Um, you know, So we, were you like taking notes like, of, uh, what gear are you using and where are you are putting the gear and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, kind pitch. of like a, a mental note.
0: Yeah, a, a mm-hmm. mental
1: note of sort of each pitch and um, and just the moves, uh, just so, you know, you weren't trying to work stuff out when you were, you know, when you were trying to rope roll or whatever, because that's just a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, are you not, so, yeah, well, basically I, just, I, I sort of refreshed it in, in my mind, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. how did you feel on it when you did it that time? Uh, sorry, say again? how did you feel on it when you did it that time just before you did your rope solo? Did you feel as strong as you did the first time you did it when you onsite it or flashed it? Actually um, play? um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I felt it was strong on the route. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, it was, it was two years since I'd, I'd done the route. So I think, you know, in two years, my, my climbing's improved. So if anything, I felt, I felt A little easier? stronger, stronger on it. Um, although i was I was surprised that I went back on the Teflon corner, which is the um like the the corner pitch that I flashed mm-hmm. and I was surprised actually how tricky that was. I remember when I did it, I was just like, "Oh, that wasn't too bad, but then when I went back on it uh last year in twenty sixteen um I was like oh it's actually it's actually a little bit tricky <laughs> 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 Have you ever done anything like that before climbing in the dark climbing in the dark with, with him- with a headlamp, climb like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've done like quite a bit of climbing in the dark actually. Um, just around the Peak District on different sort of twenty-four hour challenges. I've done around the Peak District with Tom and stuff. Uh, yeah, I've I've climbed in the dark quite a bit with, with head torches and stuff. It it takes a little bit of getting used to actually because um, um, you know sometimes when you're on more sort of technical slabby pitches and you you're on delicate feet or whatever, the in, in your arms or in front of you, sometimes like your arms get in the way of your of your head torch, and then you can't mm-hmm. see your feet. You know, only just like for a little sort of split second, but on on those like little technical pitches, it can be a bit annoying sometimes. Uh, yeah, I could see that, man. But you it know, you, you know, other, other than that, like it's like I, I quite like it climbing in the dark. Um, I, I don't mind it at all. It feels it feels quite nice. You're just in your own little your own little space, and mm-hmm. you know. You, You don't really have to take in how far you've got to go. You don't have to see how far you've come. You just, you know, keep climbing. It kind of keeps you really focused right there on the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. You can just sort of concentrate on what you're doing at that point and not get drawn in by, you know, everything else, which is kind of easy to do when you're on El Cap. You sort of, like, look up and you're like, holy crap, (laughs) still got miles to go. How did you know that you could... Did you do it in in a day previously or... How did you know that you could do it in a day? Um, so I did it in a day, two weeks or a week before I uh, did it on my own in a day. Um, so yeah, I just did it with another friend in a day. Uh, before that, just one week before, um, and, and I, I, I kind of knew, like in myself, I could I could do it in in a day. You know, with a partner, I knew in myself I could do it in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, because because I've done quite a lot of those sort of challenging you know long days out um in the P District. I feel like I've Yeah, and you also you also did uh 100%. what three major routes uh in Squamish in August. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you did uh yeah. back to back to back uh three walls and uh you did like an 18-hour push and how did that compare to Freewill? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it was definitely easier. Um, The the hardest pitch on that day was harder than any of the pitches on Freerider. So the hardest pitch I did in Squamish was harder. Um, But the overall day was definitely easier. Um, You know, I I did the hardest route first and then finished on the easy route. And also the easy route was a lot easier than the easy stuff on Freerider. Um, So, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean I definitely wasn't retired after that in Squamish. Uh, Yeah, I think it was yeah. sort, of, sort of like a good it was it was a good indicator, you know, I went I went out to Squamish to have a little practice. Um because before going there I'd never actually done a multi pitch by myself, you know, multi pitch rope sawing. So um I didn't actually really know. You know. Yeah, tell us about or. that process of uh you going from not knowing anything about it, to suddenly becoming what many of people would have to say, you've really mastered this, man. I mean, shit, you took it from not knowing anything to where you could uh, do a major route on El Cap free in a day. Um, tell us about that yeah, process a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess I, I think it was last March, so March 2016. That's when I did my first rope soloed route of any kind. Um and basically like I decided I was gonna go and do this, you know, challenge of trying to uh, free L Cat by myself. Um so you know I bought I bought this silent partner, the the piece of equipment that that I uh, I needed. And I had a little sort of play about with it at home with a few different ropes and, you know, seeing how it worked and, and all that stuff. And then I went out just in the peak and just led some single pitch climbs just on the gritstone. Um, so that was that, yeah. And then when when I'd when I'd sort of learned exactly how to lead a pitch really well, I did quite a lot of routes and just well within my comfort zone. Um, and you know when I when I felt like I could lead a pitch really well, that's when I decided, well, I need to learn how to multi pitch. <laughs> essentially, yeah, um, I'll smile. Because, yeah, there's, there's, I guess there's a big difference between, you know, being able to walk around at the bottom of the crag sorting your ropes out and, you know, walking around at the top of the crag sorting your ropes out um, to, you know, hanging on a hanging belay or standing on a little ledge or, you know, having to stack the rope in your rucksack when you're on a on a multi-pitch or whatever. Um, you know, there's a big sort of difference. Um, you know, you have to be, you know, making sure you're clipped in and all this. Well, well it's huge.
0: Just, I mean, uh, anyone
1: who's anyone who's done a multi-pitch on a wall knows just how difficult it is, just in managing all your gear and the ropes and everything. Yeah, I, I can yeah, only imagine. Yeah. Like with you, it just gets amplified a thousand fold. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's all just basically. I just tried to sort of break it down into little little parts. So. You know, when I could lead a pitch really well in the P district, that's when I I sort of tried to focus on how am I going to, you know, change over at BLA station and and whatnot. Um, And then, you know, when I could do, like, figure out how to change over at BLA station, it was, you know, can you do that 10 times over, 20 times over? Um, And and, and all the different things about, you know, how do you how do you clean a traverse pitch in, in the best way and um you know the the best way to do each each pitch because some might, you know, have little down climbs or some might traverse a little bit and it's like sort of which which pieces do you leave in to make cleaning easier yeah. and it's just all those little things to 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 learn along the way. How so, how do you, you clean a, a, a traverse? That has to be more um, tricky. Yeah, it's not that simple, really. Yeah, um, how, how did you do yours? So you can... I mean, so the, the way I, I got back was I um, just, like, back Jumard slash Grigrid across the traverse. Um, so so let's take, for example, the, the round table traverse on, on Freerider, which is, like, the main traverse pitch. It's right, right at the top of the old cap in it you know, do you do a big traverse around the corner. Um for that pitch I um like abseiled slash Jumard back across the traverse with a green a Jumard. Um not in a very efficient way, just sort of like using sort of <laughs> strength and pulling on gear and like standing in foot loops and just any way I could to sort of get back across. And then I, I stripped the pitch on the way back. So I took all the gear out on the way back. So then you end up in this, this big, you end up in, in, in like a, a loop essentially. With your, with your fixed point at the end and then your fixed point at your starting anchor. Um, and then essentially from there I just made sure that I'd left myself enough rope and, and I just did like one huge lower route. And then just do up if that makes any oh, sense to him. <laughs> Yeah, no, it does. I'm just like visualizing the whole thing. I'm sure our listeners will, um, will think the, um, be wondering the same question. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's mind boggling when you really think about it because there's what, 37 pitches on this route? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, 37. I mean, some of them are pretty You know, sure. no, I was yeah, doing the math because I was doing the math, I'm like, going, holy shit, you had to go up and down that thing three times, climb up it, wrap down, clean it, jumar our back up, and I was like, 8,700 feet of vertical. Holy shit. That's a lot of crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The entire wall three times, um, and under 24 yeah, hours. Yeah. And to me, I mean, I mean, there's been a number of people who have climbed it in a day, free, you know, in, in a, you know as a team. But they didn't have to do any of that. And so what you've done is is just set the bar so high here in terms of, you know, when I look back on the history of all cap and I go, wow, I mean, there's been a number of milestones that have happened, like Lynn Hill doing the nose in the day. What you just did is, in my opinion, the equivalent thereof. Because from this point on, um, you just set the standard here now. Anyone that's going to come along, all they're going to be trying to do is beat your time but you'll always be the first one. To yeah, know, yeah. You know, so did you realize that going into it, the significance of your ascent, what you were trying to achieve? Well, I mean, the, the I guess the, the, the reason why I went to, um, like solo, LCAP initially, um, is when I, when I came back from seventeen twenty fifteen, um, I'd, I'd freed a, a route on El Cap, but I still, like, I had I had a feeling of I, I wanted to. You know, I could give more to what I'd done, even though it was a, a real battle. And um, to to free this route in 2015, I still felt like, you know, I had more energy and more to give, and I could have essentially try harder. So that's when I thought, well, maybe I could go and climb El Cap by myself. And at that point, I hadn't really. I didn't really know what I was going to do. I was just like, well, if I climb it by myself, then it's going to be a lot harder. (laughs) Um, And then when I I started looking into the the whole sort of um, history, I mean, I'm I'm quite into, like, looking back at history and and the history of climbing and, you know, what's been done before. Um, And when I started looking back, at, I realised that El Cap hadn't been freed um, in the day by by somebody on their own and I thought oh, I'll try that <laughs> so that's essentially where the idea came from I just sort of realized that that hadn't been done and it fitted with what I wanted to go and try which was to climb El Cap by myself and then I just put the two together and I was like no, I'll go and try that then well and that's what I did <laughs> well dude you are definitely in the history books now man There's, you know that is definitely an amazing thing you know now that you've done that <clears throat> um have, you know, the talk that's going around now, you know, like I've had that conversation with Alex Hunley even. The next big found jewel, who's going to free solo it without a rope? Is that someone possibly you? Oh, no. No, you won't catch me, doing you? that. <laughs> no, 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 that that won't be me. Not too much, huh? Yeah, no, because everyone just, that I've... Yeah, Logistically, because yeah, you have to start, like, and climb this in the dark... Um, you started what three in the afternoon? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now was there a reason why you chose that time? Yeah, so um, it was basically to miss the hottest part of the day. So it, when I was there, it felt like i would kind of been judging, you know, how warm it was and stuff, and, and and I felt like the the hottest part of the day was twelve to three or around around those times. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was just like, okay, I'll set off at 3, and if I can finish, you know, before 12, then great, I'll miss that hottest part of the day. And if it does get, you know, into the hottest part of the day, I'll be on the easy pitches at the top. You know, hopefully if all goes well. Yeah, no, that was smart. I was real smart. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's basically why I decided that. Um, you, you, know, you know, you'd rather get better conditions and have to climb through the night and mm-hmm. um get, you know, sweaty, dehydrated and and whatnot, but you get to climb in the light, and, you know, put it in the dark. So did you did you stash any water anywhere to build a drink or did you carry everything with you? I um I put some water on Heart Ledge on Heart Ledge, um and then I had a liter left in the alcove from when i did it with uh, a partner Um but then other than that i just carried i carried it or i took like a, one of those big you know gallon jugs or whatever they are um yeah so that's, that's what i did so i guess I, I probably had two liters of water on the roof and carried four liters with me wow that's a lot of weight yeah, it's just it's just like a little bit annoying when you have to, because obviously you have to like jumar with a rook-crack on your back, <laughs> which makes everything even like a little bit more tiring. Yeah, good man. Um, yeah, so you just like jumaring with, you know, your, yeah, yeah, your, your water and your food and stuff. Um, yeah, when I think about the logistics of it, man, I mean it's just the the physical fitness is the one thing that really, you know, besides the mental part, um, the physical part, I mean, the physical fitness in terms of being just physically fit to just do it in a day by itself, never mind do what you just did. Did you train like you did with Tom Randall for a century crack for this? No, 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 I didn't at all, actually. And, I mean, in general, I'm quite a... Like an endurance-based climber, like that's, that's where my, my strengths lie, you know, I'm good at sort of um, just grinding it out, basically, uh, and I, th- I think the main thing I had to sort of train and learn for the challenge was actually the, the logistical part of it, because I've never really done any rope soloing. I felt quite confident in my fitness to do the challenge. Um, but yeah, it was more like the logistics of actually having to like, learn how to rope solo first. So in terms of actually like training fitness, uh, like that all day sort of uh, fitness, I, I didn't really, didn't really do any any um, training for that. Uh,
0: so I mean, no, I, was I was already I was
1: fit. You know, I've been I've been I've been climbing cracks in the desert with Tom the, the month previous, and um, so I was already sort of like fit in that sense. Um Yes. yes. <laughs> well I think that of the two of you together, man, you guys are just quite the team. There there's yeah. you guys have, have come into this country, United States here, and just taken it by storm. I mean, holy cow. Um you've woken up the sleeping giants here and uh you know, you've thrown down the gauntlet and said, Hey guys <laughs> I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, th- I think I think it's just because you know we we come from uh, the Peak District where um, it is amazing. I love the Peak District, but the rocks are really small. I know. <laughs> that's when what I'm through, <laughs> When 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 you go over to America and you see Assembly it's just like holy crap. And it's, I don't know. You just you <sighs> just get so psyched that I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm always dead psyched, dead psyched to come over to to America just because the the climbing, it's just wow, well, it's amazing, isn't it really. Yeah, the, the places and the, the scenery in this game of expeditions, uh, it's all pretty cool. You know, when you're doing something like that, and shit happens, like your ropes get caught or whatever may happen, um, how do you deal with like the negative thoughts that creep into your mind? And do you have a certain technique you use to to quiet your mind down? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, like th- yeah, these things definitely do happen. Like your rope getting stuck, um, or like on some pitches, uh, I like hold my bag after me because um, I didn't want to do my with it on my back because it was a little bit steeper. But then like the bag got caught in a gully and stuff, so he'd have to like sail back down and then retrieve it, it's just a fucking nightmare. Um, but you know when stuff like that does happen. I mean, I usually just swear quite a lot. (laughs) 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 You just sort of, like, sit there for 15 seconds on the rope. You have a meltdown. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, like, you get really frustrated. But then after you've you've just, like, let that all out, then that's all good. And then you can just, like, go on and deal with the situation and then (laughs) carry it out. Yeah, I think if you if you try and carry out the situation when you're like really stressed or angry, then that's probably when you when you end up making mistakes. Yeah, um, definitely. So, it's, so I think it's I think for me it's kind of important to because it is really frustrating when that stuff happens. There's no doubt about it. So for me, like, just get rid of all that and then deal with the problem afterwards. And, and speaking of mistakes, I mean uh, the danger of something happening is. So astronomically high, um, it, you know. I'm not sure if a lot of climbers are aware of the fact that the danger that's involved. I mean, we just take it for granted that you're just doing all this, and yeah, you're rope soloing. There's you, you could fuck up and get yourself killed doing this, correct? And um, I, I mean, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, something would have to go really, really quite drastically wrong. I think. Um, but I mean, what would go wrong? Um, um. I mean, I mean, the worst thing that could happen, um or the worst thing that could have happened to me, is um, like obviously falling off the end of your rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like if 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 the device that is basically like if the solar device. Uh, does not jam, you know, and then you fall in the, the rope. Because the thing I did was uh, that the sort of like one risk that I took is I didn't tie any backup knots in the rope or I didn't tie any backup loops in, in the system because it's just too hard to like undo them and like retie them and do all that stuff whilst you're trying to free climb. It's, mm-hmm. just, it, it's just impossible, especially on hard pitches. So I, I did take that risk in that I was, if I fell off, I was fully trusting the device. And if the device didn't hold, and say I was close to the end of the rope, then you, be know, over. you could slide off. It, you could slide off the end of the rope. However, you know that's that's you adding oh, the probability of you falling off and the device not holding and you being close to really close to the end of the rope that you could, mm-hmm. like, try and still catch yourself as well. And well, I, I just have all these things going in my head visualizing you, uh, you know, running it out on some skimpy piece of gear and taking a whipper, <laughs> you know. That has, have you ever taken a, a, a fall like that um, while rope soloed? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the biggest one I took... I mean, I haven't taken any massive falls uh, the biggest one I took was just on the shadow in uh, Squamish, the big corner pitch, the shadow. Um, yeah, yeah, I just fell off that once. Yeah, I was I was like reasonably run out, but you know nothing more than any. I wasn't like you know sketching it out on some <laughs> marginal gear or anything. I was just you know a little bit run out and then I took full and it was up. So when low. you run out like that uh, the adrenaline starts kicking in uh, how do you deal with fear? And what in terms of being I mean, out or in terms Yeah of just hungry? run out uh, I, are you ever in a position where you, you're, you're the fear factor takes over and you're either you know because for some people fear is like a motivator or it can paralyze them and it sounds like you kind of fit the category where it evades you almost more. Yeah, I mean, in in terms of um, like being scared on on the runouts on any pitches on El Cap, um, or or on free should I should say. Um, I don't think there are really any any runouts. I, I think it's a, a really well protected route. Um, you know, there's nothing sort of. Dangerous about the runouts on on freerider, you know. If, if there's no cracks to place gear, then there's a bolt to clip. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, like I never I never had the fear of actually, you know, running it out on on gear on on that route. Um, That's cool. Did you like? No, like, I'm, I'm I'm fairly I'm fairly used to um, running it out. Just, yeah, just from climbing on the gripstone for a long time you know, the the ground's quite close and and the gear's usually quite close to the ground. So, yeah, I'm and it's kind of quite far sort of running out in a strange way like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, Well, now that you've done that, you know everyone's going to be gunning for your record. So, and you, you know, you've kind of let the genie out of the bottle. You'll, you're never going to get back in. What's next to you, then? How do you top um, that? What's next? You think you um, go after the trying to do the nose in a day, and in terms of free climbing, yeah. Uh, well, you know, speed. Uh, well, rope solo. You now, Lynn Hill's done it in a day, which leads you to believe that it's possible to possibly free climb it in a day, with rope solo. Yeah, I mean, it. It probably is definitely possible, Um I, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll go and try that at the moment. I, I, I mean, I, I'm keen to do some more sort of solo missions. Um, but I haven't, I haven't really quite decided on on what I want to try yet. Um, I, I, I really like the whole endurance aspect of it all. So mm-hmm. trying, like trying to think of um, and 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 the the whole thing of like trying to do something in 24 hours. I think. No, I, I I think that that is worth that. Good, yeah, it's it's kind of like a a nice length of time where you can do a lot of climbing, and, and you but you can also really challenge yourself, like physically and mentally in that time. And yeah, I I just quite I quite like it. But in terms of what's next on on uh, on that front, I haven't I haven't really decided. Usually, I just sort of wait till something. Yeah, you know, tri- trickling into my mind to or, you know wait 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 for an idea to brew. Maybe after a pint of beer, yeah. you know, might might hit you and just go, ah, I know what I'm gonna do next. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. You kind of you kind of have to be
1: really, like obviously really motivated to do these things, or else it just it doesn't happen. I mean, you can't just go, yeah. ah, that's what I'm gonna try next. You yeah. you know you have to really motivate to do it and you want to do it. Yeah. Well like what they learned that it's one thing to say you can do something, it's another to actually go do it and you know, to Yeah, yeah. Exactly. To see that you actually took an idea and actually made it happen, um is is so inspiring to so many people and and you know, if you're gonna share some words of inspiration with a to a black community, what words would you like to share with them? Oh, words of inspiration. <sighs> uh, just go for it. Just go for it. I said, just go for it. <laughs> well if you decide for something, just go for it. Whatever you've got in mind, you know. Give it some. Give it some. That's what you gotta do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my my words of inspiration aren't that good. But I don't know. Just try really <laughs> hard. <laughs> well I think your actions are are inspirational all on its own, man, so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just go well, for Nick- it and try really hard when you when you're doing it. <laughs> when did your film come out? I know, that, uh, oh, I know that um yeah, we're um so myself and um uh my friend Adam from back in Sheffield and then also uh Dustin Moore who did some filming out in the States. Yeah, and um, I know Dustin Wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he we did some filming um on El Cap a few days after I'd done I'd done the soloing. Um uh and then but back in the UK, me and Adam was like, well, Adam's like edited it all together and then, uh, yeah, we've made a little a little short film. But we're premiering it this uh, Saturday, actually. This Saturday? Is that right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is it going to be available uh, online or how or are you going to release it? Yeah, we haven't. I mean, we're premiering it at a film festival in Sheffield. Um, it's called Shaft, which is like a, a local film festival to me and Adam. Um, you know, we both grew up in Sheffield, so uh, it's cool to get it shown there. Uh, yeah, in terms see. of what we're doing with it afterwards, uh, we, haven't, we haven't quite decided yet. Uh, we'll be releasing it in some kind of way, but we haven't decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's still to be... Um, well, I, I can't out. wait to see the whole thing, because the teacher just left me drooling, just wanting more, and uh, I know everyone that's <laughs> seen that teacher... Is thinking the same. Well, when's it coming out? Because uh, everyone wants to see it. Because, dude, seriously, I'm, I'm yeah, still yeah. blown away by it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, it 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 will be out at some point soon, hopefully. When we when we well, right on out man. what we're doing with it. <laughs> well, well, shoot us an an email or text or anything to let us know that uh, when it's coming out, and we'll uh, help promote it for you. Oh, cool. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. 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 Well, well, Pete, I can't thank you enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I uh, really enjoyed this conversation and um, enjoyed uh, yeah, talking yeah. with your buddy Thanks Tom Randall, to Randall as too. well. I wish you all the best. Yeah, back yeah, back yeah. On the yeah. Thanks very much. You guys be, to take care and... of
0: yourself. Bye bye. Yep. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Is it just me, or are we witnessing a British invasion? Seriously. <laughs> Between his good buddy Tom Randall and Miss Hazel Finley, who, by the way, we're going to have on next week so excited. In an effort to keep up with the British invasion theme, I'm not sure where to begin in terms of takeaways here. But one thing is for sure, and this is become a common thing amongst all the top athletes. If you really want to achieve something, I don't care what it is. It could be sending your hardest route. It could be surfing the biggest wave. It could be, God, it could be anything, starting a business. You got to do what Pete Whitaker just shared with us. Just go for it. What do you got to lose, really, when you think about it? Stop procrastinating coming up with excuses why you can't do something. Like Tom Randall, Pete could've come up with a million reasons why he couldn't do what he ultimately did. How many people out there know what I'm talking about? We all have a tendency of making excuses. I could write a book on all the excuses I've heard over the years. The question is, are you gonna be the person that lives with regret? Wishing you had the courage to do things that you really wanted to do, or you're gonna be the person that throws the book of excuses in the trash where it rightfully belongs, and just go for it. Just go for it. I pray you choose the latter. Until next week, my friends. This is Dan Gutman with Triple Black TV, your entertainment source for extreme sports.